really the biggest thing for me is the network. It's, it's the sharing of information. It's more about putting the team together to be able to build houses and manage it. If you haven't got the experience and track record to start, you can join venture with other developers. Project what you want into the world and the world will give you what you want. Welcome back to the Property Developers Secrets podcast with myself, Andy Cook. And myself, Lloyd Girardi. And we're once again returning back to the Building the Dream series. Um, and we're going to visit Steve and Shane um, today. So we're going to listen to their interview. But it's quite an interesting story how those guys got together, which they'll cover in the interview. But the reason we know them, I suppose, goes right back to when we ran White Box Wednesdays, which went down really well over lockdown, gave people something to concentrate. We did Wednesday nights every week for the whole of lockdown, basically, didn't we, Lloyd? And, and Shane was part of that program, wasn't he? Yeah, both um, really threw themselves into it. So mm. this, yeah, I still remember the um, the pictures of both of them on the screen. So yeah. in lockdown, we created White Box Wednesdays, which every Wednesday we just jumped online, um, free to join, just to keep people's spirits up, keep people interacting with property and actually talking to each other as well so yeah lockdown was was tough for a lot of people um we had guest speakers on every week just talking about property and how yeah what they were doing and how their journey had been so far um and it was a really really good thing for all of us not just for us delivering it but the people on there as well and two of those guys were birmingham based so steve was on there um all the time and so was shane so both of these guys on there constantly every single week which a week which yeah hats off to them already as well for that but Shane was new so Shane was new to property and was just sort of intrigued about it and I remember him messaging me halfway through and I said I wanted to start these networking events locally and I need some hosts to host them now Shane being a a go-getter message saying I'd love to do it but I've got no property experience is it something that I could do and I said well yes and no so yes you can do it but I do want you to sort of partner with someone that has experience because like two of you, you can run the events, but we kind of need you to have experience to be a host. So I suggested he goes and speaks to Steve um, and Steve's in the same sort of area as him. And they, yeah, they sort of went from there. And I suppose this interview, you'll find out how it all sort of went from there. So this is Shane and Steve. Hi guys, welcome to the podcast. We have Shane and Steve from Birmingham. How are we doing guys? The Brummies. Well. The Brummies. Oh, thank you. Oh, the guys. So, Steve, you're actually not in Birmingham right now, are you? No, I'm in Austria. Selbach and Hinterglem. And yeah. the snow's so heavy at the moment, lifts have closed. So uh, I've got a bit of spare time. Living and I've only life. had a few hours sleep as well because we've been uh, going out in the evenings. Enjoying yourselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Alcohol-free, no doubt. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Three it. at a time. That's it. <laughs> Quality. Uh, well, thanks for joining on the uh, the podcast. Obviously, this is for the, the build the dream, uh, getting into the whole ideas of property developments, helping people get started. Um, and I think for, for you guys, you've both got a bit of a different story, haven't you? So if you want to just, yeah. um, we'll start with you, Steve, sort of your background, what, where you've, uh, or how you started property developments, and then we'll jump on to, uh, to Shane in a second. Well, I went the, uh, you know, the, the route of, I went to university, went and got a job, um, realized I didn't really want to work for anyone, couldn't think of what I wanted to do, and then decided in the end to set up a children's nursery and to set up this for my wife to run. To set up this nursery, I had to build it. And um, so I took on a team of guys and we built the nursery. And 
I realised I actually really quite enjoyed doing building work. And um, so once the nursery was up and running, uh, I decided to carry on doing building work. So I did extensions, refurbs, renovations, uh, built up my own portfolio. Um, but I realised actually it's very, very difficult to scale um, as a builder, to scale doing extensions and refurbs and things like that, because you can't emulate the systems and processes that you need and the, um, you know, the contacts with the customers. Um, so I decided that I wanted to do um, development and uh, I did my own first, well, I, I did the development on behalf of someone else, first of all, um, and he made a lot of money and I didn't. And I thought, ah, there you go. There's a, a good thing to do. So I, I, I went away for one new year and thought, right, I'm coming back. I'm going to take a week off and I'm going to go and buy a development. So the first development I did was 14 apartments and finished that. And I stumbled a little bit and had to go back to um, extensions because of COVID. And I thought to myself, well, whilst I had a little bit of time um, during COVID, I, I started watching you guys and I thought, well, it can't harm me to go on a weekend course. Absolutely no intention of joining the mastermind. Um, you know, I thought I'll learn a bit and that'll be good. Um, but what I didn't realise was that really the biggest thing for me is the network. Um, yeah. it's, it's the sharing of information. It's the potential joint ventures that you might get. It's the potential opportunities that that might bring for you. Hence why I went on the PDS, the three-day one, um, because of the calibre of people in the room, I decided to join the network and I tried to ensure that, you know, um, I'm an active part of that because you get what you put in. Um, and then obviously, uh, Lloyd, you then contacted me and said, would I be interested in doing the developers network, which I said no initially. Um, and then I think we sort of uh, talked a little bit more and you said there's three other people interested because um, I would said I wouldn't want to do it on my own. And you gave me a, three people's numbers and I gave them a call and Shane was one of them. Yeah, so a bit of commotion in the office. Oh, okay. Yeah, we normally have the extinguishers in the hallway to tell people we're on a recording, so don't come down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> we haven't put them out now. So, um, you know, it's awesome. And from you, it's kind of you, what you're saying, you stumbled into it, you kind of got the bug for it, you went for it. Um, and yeah, you're going for it now, which is awesome. Um, and I think one of the podcast episodes we, we uh, recorded the other day, was also about the network and then the guy there got the value of networking and like you can't do everything yourself um so the whole idea of the networks is come along joint venture you'll find someone that's doing something you enjoy and you think like let's let's do this together and you can build a business bigger and quicker by doing it with other people as well um so, yeah, definitely you know I've, I've always done everything myself i've figured it out how to do it um done a lot of the working out for myself and luckily a lot of that's worked along the way um you know it's interesting the guys i'm away with here you know they've got all different sort of careers from financial advisor to business owners and um it's interesting how much i've learned over the past 12 months not just about developments but about funding about business about um you know all, all lots of different investment strategies and how to organize it and manage it um and it takes a lot to figure that out for yourself. Whereas if you can jump onto educational things that will shortcut some of that for you, you know, you've got to be prepared to make mistakes um, and figure it out, but you also can save yourself some of that time um, by listening to what other people do. Uh, definitely, Stephen. You, you've obviously come through the from the more practical route like I did. You know, I came up through carpentry and then building my own small building company. Very similar story, actually. And I think 
you know, people perhaps think that the, the training course, the property developer secrets is about teaching people how to build houses and all that kind of thing. It's not necessarily, it's more about putting the team together to be able to build houses and manage it. It's, um, you know, you had a certain skill set, you had the practical side of it, but other people have other skill sets and they can work with people like us and get cover the, the, the build, if you like, and, and um, joint venture. And they, you don't have to learn everything. You don't have to know everything. You just have to put a team together to cover all bases, don't you? I think that is true. And in fact, I actually think understanding the building has its downsides because you can't help but meddle. Um, whereas if you were the developer only and you became a professional developer, um, you wouldn't then be getting involved with how the taps are going to be connected or how the wall's going to be built. Um, whereas when you've got the building understanding, you can't help but get yourself involved and, you know, um, but also that's what enables you to get sometimes a better quality outcome. Hence why, you know, I feel that now we're doing the barns uh, and I feel that they're more in line with what we should be doing because I genuinely think we can be the best high-end builders or developers. Um, I don't think we can be the best um, at making smaller boxes. Um, because you know our quality is high but our efficiency isn't quite as much if that makes sense um so i've learned that too awesome just to clarify that the, the barns you mentioned is two barn conversions you've just you've yeah. sold one, uh, sold one for yeah. more than you you wanted to which is great not wanted to but more than you advertised for um mm. which is awesome and you've got the other one which is hopefully selling very very soon unless there's an update we don't know. No, no, yeah. no, I'm away, obviously. So, but you know, they've only been on a couple of weeks. Um, you know, so I, I'm pleased that we uh, got the first one. Uh, they're very a niche product. Um, you know, they're uh, two large agri agricultural barns, um, but we've gone for like uh, we're celebrating the industrial agricultural sort of look at them. So, anthracite, concrete, um, metals, marble. Um, wood um so they're quite contemporary they're not your stereotypical um have lots of beams on show sort of stuff um so you know it will be a, a more niche market um so had the initial look round, um and then hopefully we've got some more lined up when i get back and hopefully we'll sell it within the next few weeks awesome which actually is really good because we actually got um a lot more profit than we thought it's cost us a lot more than i ever could have thought um, but because they're unique, we're able to sell them for more than we thought as well. So the agents were telling us that the most expensive house in the whole of South Birmingham was £481 a square foot. Um, if we wanted to go for £750, that would have been £500 a square foot. But because we went for £795, um, that's something like £530, £540 a square foot, we have absolutely smashed the ceiling for the whole of South Birmingham, um, which quite pleased me too. <laughs> yeah, wow, ceilings are there to be smashed, aren't they? So you've, someone's got to set a boundary. Uh, exactly. Someone's got to start it. So, yeah. But it just goes to show the quality of uh, the build you've done. People will pay for it. Yes, I, I think that is true. Quality. Well, Shane, let's um, let's hear your story of, of where you started, how you got going, um, and then how you met Steve as well. Cool. So I'm going to rewind back to 2020 when I was... Uh, traveling to New Zealand and it was the the lockdown the first lockdown and 
I realised I didn't, didn't really know what I wanted to do when I um, got home. So originally I was in the music industry and I didn't really like it. Um, I didn't really get on with the, the types of people with that in, in that industry. So I was like, I wanted a bit of a change, but I'm not sure what I wanted to do. Um, and then I was like, I need to figure out a way to grow my wealth over time to have financial security because of what was happening in COVID. So I started, to, I didn't even know what a mortgage was, honestly, back in uh, mid-2020. I didn't have a clue what a mortgage was. Um, yeah, but so I, I don't think you're relying on that. Like, yeah. we don't teach that in schools, do we? You don't teach... No. I, I learned how to what a mortgage was through Monopoly, yeah, not through my education. So it's <laughs> it, it is strange. Yeah, so it, even like credit cards and things don't get taught that sort of stuff in school. So I just started watching YouTube videos on how to get wealthy, uh, the types of books to read, and then I went to a used uh, bookstore in New Zealand and picked up you know you rich dad poor dad your thinking grow rich those sort of books, um, how to win friends and influence people. And I just started reading and, and I think I'd read two books in my life. One was a Goosebumps book and one was half a James Bond novel, I think. Um, so, I, you know, I decided, decided to read all these books. And just by that, I found that I was getting, um, uh, I, was, I was learning a lot quicker. And, I, I, you know, you, I, I find like people dismiss books. But I, you're not, not going to uh, learn much from reading books, but you do. And um, now I love reading books. But, but anyway... And then I, I came across uh, what vehicles are going to help me to, to get uh, wealthy over time and, and give something to the world, I suppose. Um, and that one of the vehicles is obviously property. So I started YouTube in property and I liked the idea of developments because I thought, well, buy to lets, they're all good, but they're, you know, everyone's in on them at the moment and they're kind of slow, uh, even though they're a good stepping stone. I was like, and then I came across you guys and I think it was, um uh, one of your videos and it was like property millionaire by uh 30 or something and i was like i was intrigued by that video so i watched it and then i've watched more videos and you put a lot of educational content and i was like i want to be a property developer <laughs> just from that and i was like so i started to I, I bought your book i read that learned a lot from that and then um i was like how can i be a property developer without much knowledge zero experience and no money because I've just blown it all on traveling so I got home August 2020 and then I started to go to your weekly white box Wednesday zoom calls and through there uh, I met loads of good people um learned loads and then I think it was was it November or December Lloyd when you was announced that you was going to open up the networking event soon in the new year and you were looking for for Birmingham it yeah it was um september time i think we were looking so it was, you you weren't on the the networks for that that long then if you joined in august um yeah we were just sort of coming to the end of lockdown and we, since sort of march 2020 we pretty much every single wednesday jumped online gave some content away helped help keep spirits up in in, in was the sort of the main reason we, we started because lockdown was tough for a lot of people i'm sure um, so yeah. we just wanted to have some some regular contacts, regular sort of meetings, which was the start of the developers network. And then we said, well, actually, we're going to bring these localized to different areas of the UK. Um, and Birmingham was one of the ones we wanted. And you guys, well, Shane, you were the, kind of the first to sort of put your, your your name in the hat, really. 
I think yeah. actually, from my point of view as well, I saw you, Shane, on that. You know, when you joined in August, you were there every week. You know, you showed up every week. You had your camera on every week because a lot of people just sat in the background, didn't they? You know, and although you perhaps inside felt a bit of imposter syndrome that you were diving into a world that you weren't familiar with, you got yourself out there and, you know, you were interacting, you were putting questions in, you were, you know, being part of the network. And me and Lord would have noticed you for that. And then you put your hand straight up to, to be part of the, the the developers network. So, you know, I think you're a great story of people. You know, my favorite saying, we all know activity creates opportunity. And you've just been active since you decided in New Zealand to do something different. You were active, you read books, you got out there, you got on, on events when you could. And, you know, we're going to hear some of the results that I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. And I think you hit the nail on the head there uh, was imposter syndrome. And I definitely felt that. And I guess I had that mindset switch. I've gone instead of just immediately thinking I can't do the network because I'm not a developer. Why not just ask the bloody question? So I messaged you directly in the Lord. I said, can I do this network even though I've got no experience? And I was surprised by the response to go, let's have a chat about it um, potentially. So we had the chat, you, Emma and myself. And uh, you said, you can do it. However, you'll need to do it with someone with experience. So I was like, okay, so it's not a no. Then I just have to find a developer that will do it with me. And I, I called up a couple of people that I knew were local and then were interested that were on the Wednesday events. And then that kind of died down a bit. And then I got rudely interrupted on a Friday night while I was eating my dinner. And it was uh, <laughs> Steve who called me and he was sort of uh, grilling me. Not grilling me, that's the wrong word. Interrogating me to a degree. On the phone, just to say, yeah, it is a bit actually, isn't it? No, it's worse. <laughs> um, yeah, just getting a general idea of why I wanted the network, why um, I want to get into the developments. Um, I guess just wanted to make sure I wasn't going to start something and mess around because you know people out there that would just do yeah. one and then go, now nah, this ends for me. So and I think the, the point there of you approaching me and saying, "Can I do the network?" For us, we want the network meeting to be educational, valuable. So um, it's not a no, you can't do it. The reason we say you've got a joint venture with someone that's done developments before is because we want people that are hosting to be able to share their knowledge as well. So this is exactly the same as becoming a developer as well. If you haven't got the experience and track record to start, you can join venture with other developers. So the network meeting has led on to other joint ventures uh, that you guys are certainly looking into for the future as well, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, the fast, fast forward to now, um, I, I guess, oh, actually, let's go back just slightly. So Steve and I end up, ended up meeting up and um, we met at the barn conversion that Steve mentioned earlier. And uh, we had a good talk for another three hours and Steve just said, like, look, I need someone uh, to, to sort of help me find, find land and the next development, help me grow the business, um, help free up some of my time. Um, do you want to quit your job? I was working at school as an IT technician, um, not really doing what I wanted to. And, you know, first time I've been going actual self-employed through, Steve. And, um, yeah, I, I, it took me 24 hours to decide. I had a good think about it. Spoke to a few trusted people around in my circle. And uh, with it, it was a no-brainer, to be honest. It was the best decision I've ever made. Um, my learnings as as absolutely propelled and my network has expanded and um so steve and i started the network we've done four events now as of january of, well we're start of feb now 2022 and um, um you know i'm getting the likes of um i guess i don't know if you guys know centric but one of the biggest 
um, land and new homes and commercial agents in um, Birmingham or West Midlands, they're, they're approaching me on LinkedIn and saying, we'd like to meet with you guys to send you off-market opportunities just from having this networking event. And so we've, we're, we're, we're not worried now, are we, Steve, about um, getting money for our next developments? That's not even the issue. And I'm having, I'm struggling to um, having time in the day to evaluate all the deals coming to us that are off market. And I'll be honest, not all of them are stacking, of course, but just from doing this networking event alone, that's what I want to get across is it is absolutely propelled us in terms of opportunity, skill and network. I think like Shane said there, you know, um, you can't have it all to start with. And I think the two of us together have benefited each other. You know, I think for me before, um, you know, I had the build experience. I had some of the financial knowledge. I had some investors. I had some opportunities. Um, but, you know, Shane now can focus on exploiting and growing all of that, which I could never do. So, you know, being a business owner, you have to spin a lot of plates. And there's only so many plates you can actually spin. Um, and I was spinning way too many and way too many were dropping. Um, so you then have to start sharing. Now, the benefit of this for me, well, for Shane, is that he gets to do and be a developer without actually um, having to put money in initially. Um, so he's getting the credibility, the network, the knowledge, the contacts, the links, um, the experience, and what I get in return for that. And that's what I saw that night that we had the conversation here is someone who's going to give it his all. He might not know everything, but he's going to have a go. Um, yeah. And so he will get a phone call from me at 10 p.m. on an evening or <laughs> over a weekend or whatever when I'm still working. And because I know he's still working, you know. And, yeah, and so we've we've known each other for a while now too as well and I know that would have been a tough decision for you I know you would have been thinking about whether to bring Shane on or talk to him in the first place and whether he's the right person which is why you probably asked him a load of questions so look, are you the right person um so yeah I think it would have been a, a, a long decision to to think about um I think in the long run from seeing what you guys are doing and helping each other I think it's a great decision mm, no I I don't disagree I think it's benefited both of us and I think you know, and going back to the network thing that Jane was just saying, I think it's probably one of the best moves I've made as well. Um, it has, if I'm honest, detracted from the amount of opportunities I've been able to look at and build that I've been able to do. But I knew I had to get that plate spinning in order to get back on track. Yeah, with the opportunities will come later. Absolutely. Yes. And, you know, I was trying to do it all myself. Um, and so... You know, following on from the Portugal retreat um, that I did with you guys, you know, I, I, I knew I had to reduce down um, because I was just keeping people busy. Um, and that wasn't really what I wanted to do. So, you know, I took some opportunities along the way to reduce my team. Um, that has had a knock on effect to how much work we can do. Um, so I've got to start building that back up through the subcontract approach. But that's always going to be hard because you've got to manage quality as well. Whereas with your own men, you can, you know. Yeah, but busy is not always best, is it? You know, like to, no. being busy just to keep guys working isn't, you know. And there was, we, we felt there was some sort of 
structural ways that your business was built which weren't helping so you know like you say you've had to retract a little bit to then build back in another way to then be busy and profitable and still employ all the guys still give you subcontractors a load of work you know but then have a good foundation for you to be able to sort of put more work and more deals in the pot in, in the hopper and you know and, and be able to expand in the right way isn't it yeah and 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 also like you know the the, the developers network that's bringing stuff that we could never have imagined you know we mm. we had people um at the last event you know asking if we'd be interested in being part of their business um you know i even had one guy said um you should organize a golfing holiday because i think people would pay to spend time with you <laughs> which i couldn't have imagined that like you know a year ago <laughs> yeah awesome so uh, i think this this book and this podcast is all about helping people get started and things so any sort of word of advice or any um tips you can give people that are kind of thinking about it obviously from your point of um, view steve someone that's in the trade maybe that's thinking about taking it a bit further or doing it for themselves you know what when people ask me that sort of question i always say figure out what you've got that other people need so um for me i figured out i had the build team the financial knowledge um didn't have as much money as i'd have liked so i realized i had to go and link myself with money um i had to go and link myself with opportunity because i had the buildability um i've had people with money say to me well i want to become a developer um and i've said to them well look you've got the money why don't you become a professional investor in developments rather than trying to learn how to be a builder and things like that. And, you know, so I, I guess my advice is figure out what you're good at and stick to it and put other people around you that are good at the things you're not, you can't genuinely be the best at. So stick to what you can be the best at. Cool. Shane, your cool. point of view. Yeah. So I just want to share a, a little quick, um, uh, progress to where I'm at at the moment as well before I yeah, uh, close out and that is on the last developers network event um, I approached uh, a finance a lending company and I said now that you know I'm working with Steve and so on and we're doing the network um, how long do I have to wait now so I can do my first development for me um, is it another year of experience two years is like Shane because you're doing this network and you know Steve, you know architecture, you know planners, and you have all this network of people around you now. You just need the deposit for the plot of land and we'll give you the rest. And I, I was like, friggin' out. <laughs> I can start then, technically. So that's what this can do. And so I guess what my advice to people in my position who would like to get into developments with no money, experience, or knowledge is just um, believe you can do something. Don't be closed-minded. Um, network your absolute art off. Um, go to these events um, like, like the developers network. And if you want to learn from it, uh, developments, find a developer that will take you un under their wing. Um, I found Steve. I have met two other people, a guy from London, um, a, a chap that's, that's my age, and another, another guy somewhere else, which I can't remember, uh, Lewis, who's part of the network who did the exact same thing with no experience, money or knowledge, and now they are doing development. So just 
project what you want into the world and the world will give you what you want. Awesome. I think there's some solid advice there um, and some great progress as well. And it, it is a case of just for you, Shane, you ask the question, you've got your answers, but if you don't ask the question, you don't find out. If you, you're always questioning your head, you can't tell yourself the answer. So yeah, I think credit to you for asking the, the questions when you, when you wanted the answer. Um, and Steve, I think it's great advice from yourself as well. It, it is a case of just do what you're good at. So many people try and do everything, um, but you've just got to be able to put your skills to uh, the test or to um, uh, development itself. And I think the other thing is those transferable skills. A lot of people think what they're doing now is not relevant to what they do in development, where actually there are a lot of transferable skills. I agree. And I think building on what Shane just said is that, you know, I think if you're in Shane's position, I would put myself out there and offer your services to a more experienced person at a lower rate. That's you investing in yourself. Be willing to work for significantly less. So you remove all the risk from that person um, who's going to take you on because the learning you will get um, in return for that uh, will be well worth the uh, wages that you might not get initially. And then once you start bringing value to that person, your wages will go up. Um, and But more importantly, like for Shane, he's now moving in circles of being a developer and people will just assume he's a developer as time goes on. Um, you know, it won't even be that, you know, he, he's learning. It'll be he's doing because he'll be able to talk about the experience with the barns. He'll be able to talk about the experience. Like, you know, we're about to complete on a, a, a we're about to exchange on Friday on a house that Shane's found. Um, you know, you'll be able to say, well, I found that. And I was involved in designing what we're going to do with it, defining the plan for it, working out, you know, who we're going to rent it to, how we're going to, uh, you know, how much work we're going to do. Um, at the barn now, he's, you know, he, he's, Sorting out um, things like Briselay, he's sorting out like the gates, he's sorting out the meters, and you know, um, so he's just he's doing all the work of a developer. You know, it's, it's a great thing. I th that's what I would do if I was Shane. If I'd have done what Shane's done twenty years ago, I'd be significantly further than I am now uh, because I was trying to do it all myself. I think from our side as well to um, watch that process happening. I think you know, you two have been very respectful to each other. You know, like Steve, you could have been like, oh, you've got no experience, Shane. I'm not, I'm not interested. Shane, you might not have, you know, even asked Steve because you saw him as a lot further along. But you've both put yourself out there. You've been vulnerable with it, which is a key point, I think. And, you know, you've given it a try and you've been really respectful for each other. And we've sort of seen a bit of a bromance grow from the outside, you know. <laughs> and, um, bromance. Yeah, bromance. A bromance, bromance. yeah. Bromance. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but that's been really good to see. And, you know, like I think uh, you, you've just all covered, you know, the opportunity that's given you both. And I don't think a lot of people open themselves up and put themselves into that vulnerable position from both sides to let that flourish sometimes. And, mm. you know, it's not an overnight thing. You have to build that relationship. All developments, all property is about relationships. And, you know, you guys have developed that with each other, but also now with your network and, all the, the stuff you're getting from the TDN as well. So, yeah, I think that's been a great process to watch. Yeah, looking forward to the next chapter. Not in the book, but in your in your uh, in your world. We we might write one as well. Yeah, awesome. That'd be good. <laughs> cool. Well, appreciate you jumping on, Steve. Especially when you're in Austria skiing or well, not skiing because the lifts are closed. But 
appreciate it and we'll catch up very soon i just think before okay. we sign off there shane if you consider i've been sitting there watching this zoom screen i think you could do an awesome handlebar mustache out of that beard you got going on there <laughs> if you cleaned up them side bits just cut just the middle oh, bit yeah. and those two bits down there oh you would be mean mate look at that real yeah, like, yeah. back, wouldn't i <laughs> awesome. By the way, that's the title of our first book, Steve Bromance. Bromance. Yeah. <laughs> right. Cool. Cheers, guys. Ciao. Cheers. 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 Cheers.